Welcome, you're now in a good place. This is the Rainmakers Podcast with your host, Cheryl Alcorn. Hi everyone, this is Cheryl Alcorn and I am so glad to be with you today. And I just wanted to share some things with you that I believe God has put in my heart for you. And the goal here with the Rainmakers Prayer Study Guide, the goal is to teach us how to pray more effectively. And every time I look at situations that are happening in life and I look at the situations that are happening in the church and our community, it pushes me to know that prayer is our key. And when you think about praying, you are standing in the gap. You are standing in the gap. You are making a stand for something that needs to change. So I've written a lot of things down today that I just want to share with you because I just hope that you take a hold of these keys. In fact, I went somewhere today and I was shopping and I found this cute bracelet and it has a little heart and a key. And I, you know, and I move by things like that because they remind me of what God is about. God is a God of symbols. He's a God of symbols. And if you go through the whole Bible, he has all these symbols that he uses And it's really cool because he's showing you how to connect with him in your world that you live in. So one of the scriptures that I want to read to you today is in 2 Corinthians. And it talks about the spiritual war that we fight in. And so it is in chapter 10. And we're going to read verse 3, 4, and 5. And it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So God already told us we're going to be disobedient. When that happens, though, our will is the key to submitting to God's obedience. So when we know we've maybe thought something negative in it, and it doesn't always have to be about somebody else, it can be about yourself. Or if we've said something negative, God is saying, take that disobedience and bring it into the obedience of my will. And that's where that's where our victory is, okay? Because when we can get a hold of that victory in our own life, then we can be effective in other people's lives. And I had an opportunity. I cannot give the full information, but I was able to pray for a family. And it was an amazing thing. And I went in there like a blank canvas. I had no real thought in my mind like how I was going to do it. But I knew I was going to be praying for a family that had went through something very terrible. But I knew that the weapons of my warfare were not carnal, but they were mighty in God. I went in there knowing I was going to pull down strongholds. It wasn't like I was going to say, oh, there's a stronghold. I'm going to pull it down. But I knew one thing. When I started to pray, I knew that God was going to show me exactly how to pray for that situation, even to the point that I was praying not just for the people, but praying for their home And praying even, now check this out. Now, for some of you, you're going to love this. I prayed for their animals. I did pray for the animals, and they had quite a few of them. To the point that God even gave me the ability to understand something that I've never had this happen. And I want you to understand that God is a God of signs and wonders. And I know you know that, but 
We sometimes miss it when it comes to the sign and the wonder. And God had put in my heart that their dog had a problem in hearing in one ear. I'm serious. I've never had that happen before. But when you submit your will to God's will, he'll give you all the information that you need to pray effectively. But it does take training. And the word of God has to be first and foremost for you. Prayer has to be first and foremost for you. Studying God's word has to be first and foremost because he can't get through you what you don't have in you. I had somebody ask me, they said, well, Cheryl, can't you pray from your heart? Yes, you can. But when you are petitioning the courts of heaven, when you are tearing down strongholds, you have to speak the word of God because Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the liar, the father of lies, he does not submit to anything but the word of God. The word of God. And, and the name of Jesus. Those are... Those are the weapons in your arsenal kind of thing, okay? So I wrote something down here, and um, I liked it. When God gave me this, I really liked this. This is something he gave me. And possibly you'll be seeing this in something that I'm going to publish again. He said, prayer needs to be the boss of your life. I like it. And so he gave me the letters, B-O-S. Balance, obey, and spirit-led. And I thought, I said, you know what? I like that. The Lord, when I pray, is the boss of my life. You know, and he'll give you things like that to keep you in check with him. One of the things that I wrote down here is prayer is not meditation or passive reflection. Prayer is your direct communication with God. Now understand what I'm going to say. Un uninterrupt. How do you? Okay, I didn't say that. But uninterrupted. There we go. Long word uninterrupted. That means that when you pray, you need to focus on that. Put yourself like Psalm 91 says, put yourself in that secret place of the most high. Stay in that place with God until you feel that release to then step out of that place. But really you are under the shadow of almighty all the time. That's a promise from the Lord. So yes, when we go back to that one question, can I pray with my heart? Yes, you can. Because guess what? As you walk through the day, you're praying with your heart to the Lord. Oh God, you know what? Show me what I'm supposed to do. Oh God, help me with this. Oh God, you know, help me to say the right thing. That's praying with your heart. That's called guidance. That's called the Holy Spirit guiding you every moment in the day in truth. So that your will, your soul realm, your mind will be submitted to God. Then I also put in here um, Philippians 2.10 and it says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at that the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is Lord. Sometimes all we have to say is Jesus is Lord. When you say that, what it does is it puts you in what's called spiritual alignment. Okay? God, you, and the, well, it's actually God the Spirit and you. You are in alignment with God, which makes you, what? Reachable by God. So he 
So he can talk, when he talks to you, you're listening. So saying all that to you, there was a couple things that I wanted to add in here before I close this, this little brief little moment here. And I wrote it in my prayer study guide. It's on page 19. And I really encourage you. And, you know, um, Kendall Rodriguez that does all of the production of what I'm doing, I want you to know that he and myself, we really think about how we're going to give this information to you because we believe that every time we give the information it is significant for your walk with the Lord. Now, if you go to the prayer study guide, it says here on page 19, it says the firm. So what does that mean? I'm going to stand firm in God. I'm going to stand firm. Ephesians 6, chapter 10, or Ephesians 6, 10 um, through 20. It says, stand strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Stand firm, strong in the Lord. But there's something that happens when we're standing there because we know this, that Satan the accuser does not stop accusing and he sure doesn't stop sending what we know because we have the shield of faith. We know he doesn't stop sending those fiery darts against you. The fiery dart will always have a tip. Now get this. If you think of uh, an arrow, okay, the tip of it is sharp, right? But in the tip of that arrow, there's always going to be this poison from the enemy. It's called judgment. He wants to bring judgment and condemnation to you so that you will stop what you're doing because you will stop believing that God is with you in that moment of time. So in uh, on page 19, I wrote down some things here and it says here, Jesus stated that he said these things would um, happen to us as far as judgment from the enemy, but he wants us to not fall away from him. That means he wants us to stay close to him. So I put in here, what does that mean? What does judgment, or why does judgment bring separation um, between you and God? Okay, because without putting God first, we have no conviction and conviction is our key to submission. Satan wants to separate you from the Lord. He wants you to presume, which is a, not a good thing because when you presume something, what you're actually doing is you're questioning God or you're saying that you know more than God and he wants, and, and the enemy wants you to be misguided. So his goal is to get you to not communicate with God, to not pray, to not spend time with God, to not read the word of God. And what his ultimate thing with that arrow that comes, that arrow with that little tip of judgment from the enemy, his goal is to change your mindset. Change your mindset. If there was ever a time that our mind needs to be in Christ, it's now. We have been through a horrendous time. The thing that I think of the most, now I know I'm talking mainly to adults here, but I'm telling you right now, you need to pull up your bootstraps and you need to put on, keep your armor on. And I'm going to tell you what, you need to keep your mind in the Lord. Keep your mind in the Lord because your children's life depends on it. And I don't care how old they are. You are still the parent and they are still your children. And you need to pray for them. And you need, because see, 
They can't gather the experience that you have. And they're depending on you to give them guidance. When I was with that family, I think the oldest person as far as age was about 29 or 30, and then the ages went down. And so I was speaking with that family. I was speaking life into that family because spiritually speaking, I wasn't sure where they stood at that moment, but it was my responsibility to speak life to into them so that that seed of faith could start growing inside of them that they would once again have hope that they need. But I knew that the enemy had come against their mindset and I had to go in there and cause a shift in them to bring that change. So I pray that today that you understand what I've said. Jesus said that he came to seek and save the lost. And that is our great commission, to do what he left us the authority to do. So, Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you that every person that heard this word, Lord God, that this that came from my mouth was a seed sown into their heart. And, Lord, I declare that today it fell on good ground. And because it fell on good ground, according to Proverbs 11.30, that the fruit of righteousness, which is God's word, his truth, his love, his patience, fell on good ground. And it says, the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Lord, I pray that this word will win souls into the kingdom of God. Lord God, now more than ever, people need you. People need Jesus. And I pray that we understand that that is our first and foremost priority in life, is that we extend the love of God John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, right now, you have showed me many times is when I'm praying, you are showing me something right now. So I'm just going to pray and it's called a word of knowledge. And Lord, Father, right now, I don't know who it's happened to, but something's happened to someone and it's in your face and God is doing a healing. I don't know if you've been burned. I don't know if you were in an accident. I don't know if you're going to go into surgery. I don't know, but God knows. And God is the, he is the creator and he is going to help that surgeon. He is going to help that doctor. He's going to help whoever's going to do whatever they're going to do on you, that it will come out exactly the way you are expecting. So in Jesus' name, we pray for those people, Lord, right now. God, only you know. In fact, right now, I even see, even with children that have been born and they have a little bit of disfiguration. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that you can recreate everything in our bodies because you created us. So Lord God, I thank you for giving this parent the wisdom to know where to take this child if this child needs any kind of reconstructive surgery. Lord God, in Jesus' name, even now, there are people right now, and I do, I have to pray this too, there are people that feel like they have symptoms of COVID because they're feeling something in their throat. In the name of Jesus, I curse the root of that infection and I curse that infirmity 
that has come against their body in the name of Jesus. It has to go. And we declare Isaiah 53, 5, you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen.